0: Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com slash SME today. Again, agorapulse.com slash
1: SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello,
0: hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. On today's show, I'll be joined by Natasha Takahashi, and we'll explore how to create a bot list or how to build a bot list. Said another way, how to build your list with a bot and how to drive traffic to your website organically using that very same bot. If you are very focused on growing your email list and ultimately feeding people with regular content on your website, just like Social Media Examiner is, you're going to want to listen to this because this is a new alternative way that can help you accomplish that in a much better way than you might be achieving with email. By the way, if you want to email me, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And now for this week's brand new discovery.
1: Helping you stay alive in the social jungle, here is this week's survival tip.
0: This week I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What did you find, Eric?
1: I found a really cool on-the-go note-taking app that is called Nota Bene. And for those of you who don't speak Italian, Nota Bene means good note. So – what what this does and it's unique. At first, I thought, oh well, this is just, this is just a note taking app, and I don't need another one of those. There's a plethora of those out there that I've already tried and do not live on my phone anymore. But Nota Bene is a good note system in a new, cool way. That what it does is not only can I set up a standard set of contacts in there, but then I can take quick, easy voice. Photo, screenshot, text notes without going to any other app, and then I can just click who I want to send that to, and in that pre-populated sending uh, system, I can send quick, you know, notes to to anybody without going to all these different apps. See, I think that's that's the key here is that it's the one-stop shop for taking those notes and shooting them off. So let me give you an example, and I know this is going to strike a chord with you because once in a while you have a have an idea a crazy idea often and you'll call me or you'll email it to me well with this all you would do is open up this note app you could then hit the microphone button and say hey eric i've got this crazy idea and then describe it a little bit more and then tap my name and it would send it to my email And it would enclose not only the text of your message, but that voice memo as well. So I could listen to you describe it and or read it and make sure I've got the message and the intent.
0: Okay. So, um, I'm a little confused. First of all, is it an app (laughs) or is it, what is it?
1: It is an app. It is an, it is an iOS app.
0: Okay. So instead of using the regular, um, like, like normally if I'm going to send you a message, I would have to use Siri um, and have them transcribe it, or I would have to hit record and text it to you right over iMessage. Right. And you're saying this is different and better because.
1: Because it removes some of the different roadblocks. So for example, uh, if you were going to send me a voicemail message and you didn't, you know, you didn't want to you know, call me and leave a voicemail. Instead, you wanted to make sure that I would receive this voice message in my email inbox. So you'd already have set up, you know, your contact for me in this app would be Eric, and then my email address would be in there. And so you'd open the, open the app, tap the microphone, and say, hey, Eric, I have this crazy idea, and then describe it for, you know, a minute or more or however however long you want to go, and then just hit send. And in my inbox, there would be a, you know, note from Mike email, and there'd be a WAV file attached with everything that you just said, literally, and the transcription of it too.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, so this is just a super simple way of capturing quick on-the-fly notes, audio notes, or written notes, right? Um, yeah. Or video too.
1: Even uh, wait, not the, not video. Okay, but audio photos and screenshots you can yeah. do.
0: photos, screenshots, and audio, and then it transcribes the audio and sends you the transcript and the attached audio file in one little email. Um,
1: that's pretty cool. And and the cool thing is, is again, for, for you specifically, like you'd have one set up for your assistant, one for me, one for, you know, different key members of the social media examiner team so that you don't have to think so hard. You It removes the friction of, I've got to, now let's see, what's the best method for me to send this to this person in what way? No, you just open this app and then you just press and talk or just press and Uh, you know, type for a few seconds or take a picture and send it. And it's always going to all go through to my email inbox where you know I'm not going to miss it.
0: So where do we find this thing?
1: So where you find it is at fin.com, That's F-I-N dot com slash nota bene. And I'll spell that. It's N-O-T-A-B-E-N-E. dot com
0: slash nota bene. Very cool. That's it. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a really simple, like almost like a notepad.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's so simple. It's so frictionless. Like I wasn't sold on it till I started setting it up, and then I realized, oh, like you can even send yourself notes. Like this is this is the cool thing. Is like, oh, and I'm forgetting something completely cool about this. Uh, I the the one of the cool things that you can do is you can set up. Some of those um, systems where it's got an email address dedicated to it, like Trello or Evernote, and you drop that email in and say, send it to my Evernote or send it to my Trello board. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So I forgot about mentioning I swear I've I've heard of
0: this somewhere before, and I can't remember where I heard of it. So is this free, or what's the cost on this thing?
1: This is a free app, yeah. it's It's put out there by this place called Finn, which is a personal... You know, assistant type of a place, but this app doesn't require you to use them and it is a free app in the iOS store.
0: Yeah, and I think now I think I know where I found this. I found this on some sort of uh, uh, amalgamation of best apps post. Did I send this to you by chance?
1: Uh, I think you forwarded it to me from somebody. Awesome. Yeah.
0: All right, folks, check it out. It looks really cool. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And now for today's interview with Natasha Takahashi.
1: Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide.
0: Today I'm excited to be joined by Natasha Takahashi. If you don't know who Natasha is, she is a chatbot expert and founder of the School of Bots, a community for marketers seeking to master bots. She also hosts the There's a Bot for That live show, and she has a range of courses, including Chatbot Agency Accelerator. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Mike.
2: I'm super excited for our conversation today.
0: So today, Natasha and I are going to dig into how to use bots to drive organic traffic to your website, which is something I'm personally very interested in. Um, Let's start a little bit with your story. How did you get into bots? I'd love to hear it.
2: Yes. So right before I actually found out about chatbots and Facebook Messenger and like got into this whole world, Um, I was planning to launch a social media marketing agency with my co-founder, Kyle Willis, and it kind of made a lot of sense at the time. So this was in 2016 um, because I was already servicing some clients and had managed social media for some startups that I had worked at. But then Facebook's developer conference, which is called F8, in 2016 happened. And that's where they announced Facebook Messenger bots. So at the time I was watching it, since I was trying to absorb you know, as much information as I could and be on top of everything for social media marketing. And when they started demoing the Messenger bots, I realized that I should start working on this for my clients, even though it was like the first day that they had done it to kind of see, you know, if this was actually effective because they were showing stuff for enterprise and I was more working with small and mid sized businesses. Um, And so from there, pretty much, I just got hooked on it um, and really got excited because that was also probably like three to four years into my career where I was like, okay, what can I do that is going to be like my first big thing? Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really the beginning of this that I was like, okay, if I can jump on this and get really good at it, and I was interested and curious about where it was going to go, you know, I could hopefully do something really big with this. And about four to five months down the line from there, things were going really well with the clients that we had. And I'm sure you've heard of the high, you know, open and click rates um, that people are experiencing with bots even now. So we definitely experienced that and, you know, other rates as well, conversion and retention. And so to date, we've built close to 100 bots um, and have been, pretty much in the bot world since Facebook Messenger first opened up so about 2 years now at this.
0: So what I hear you saying is did you actually get to the conference or did you just watch it remotely just out of curiosity? No, I
2: watched it remotely.
0: Yep. Got it. So you were trying to figure out what in the world you wanted to be known for and all of a sudden this bot thing popped up on the radar and you're like, "Ooh, this could be a big thing." Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Yeah, somewhat. Because at that point, you know, I'd been working with startups. I was pretty young um, and was trying to, I mean, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, of course, and build businesses and own awesome stuff. But I was like, what the heck is going to be the big first thing that I can do? And I hadn't really had a feeling like that up until I found out about bots.
0: Got it. So um, today, tell us what you're doing a little bit more so
2: today. Yeah. So today I'm still running um, my chatbot agency that I started back in 2016, and I'm also running School of Bots, as you mentioned in my intro. So School of Bots started about eight months ago, so in January of 2018 is when we officially launched that. And... The motivation behind launching that with my co-founder, Kyle, who was also my co-founder for my agency, is that there wasn't a go-to source for chatbot marketing and strategy. You know, there were a lot of YouTube videos and Medium articles, but they were pretty outdated because things have just been moving so quickly in the space. And so at the time, it made a lot of sense for us to start something where we could have a lot of free written and video content, you know, interview big people in the bot world, share strategies that we're working for. For us And at the same time, we launched the chatbot agency accelerator, which is our program where we teach people how to actually build their chatbot agencies and add chatbots to their offerings. Um, and so at that time, you know, it kind of just naturally took off, we didn't push too much for it, we just wanted to see if people were actually interested. And it's taken off. Um, pretty big over the last eight months. We've grown our community and I've been speaking on a lot of different stages about what we're doing with School of Bots. So that's really my main focus now. You're all Um, in on bots, huh? Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, there's got to be people listening right now. Well, as a matter of fact, I know there's a lot of people listening right now that might be saying, Mike, this is like the sixth person you brought on on bots, (laughs) but there's going to be some people who have, um, a lot of those people probably haven't done anything with bots yet. They've probably been hearing me talk about it. Right. And there's going to be some people that are just finding this podcast for the first time and want to know why in the world they should get into bots. So let's spend just a minute because I know it's the majority who are not using messenger bots. Like why should they consider jumping in? Why is now the right time?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I think right now is the perfect time because I know you mentioned, you know, you've interviewed about six people now about bots and things have been moving so quickly that I'm sure on the other interviews, the ecosystem and, you know, the stage at everything that everything was at was a little bit different because now people know about bots, even if they don't fully understand them. And, you know, there's a lot of buzz around them. And so if you want to build one for your company or your clients, you know, now's really the perfect time to do it, like you said. Um, But in terms of why using Messenger, uh, a couple months ago, my answer would have been that Facebook Messenger is the biggest messaging platform in the world. Uh, But WhatsApp actually surpassed Messenger in user number. Mm. However, the number of messages that are sent between businesses and users is still larger on Messenger. It's over two billion um, every month. And so Facebook Messenger, along with the platforms that you can use for non-coders, you know, like ManyChat and ChatFuel, they've made it so easy to create a chatbot and get results that you really can't do what you can do on Messenger with other platforms right now, like Slack, Skype, Telegram. You know, there's a lot of other ones. But Facebook Messenger has just made it so easy to actually create one and get results and actually have it a part of your marketing strategy as opposed to it kind of being just... just like email, which tends to happen if you use Telegram or WhatsApp or Slack right now.
0: Awesome. So let's dig in to the main topic for today, which is how do we drive traffic with bots? And um, part of the reason why I'm personally interested in this, and I think a lot of people might be interested in this, is many of us that have websites with content, like blogs, like Social Media Examiner, um, we used to regularly post our content on Facebook and many other platforms. But we now know that algorithms don't like that. So obviously, the real reason, perhaps in this context, you might want to pay attention is that this could be a very powerful way to drive traffic to your website. Um, Is that true? Before we get into the how behind it? I mean, is that could that be a great alternative to just social posting?
2: Absolutely. If anything, like you said, the algorithm is not so friendly to links outside of Facebook. But with a chatbot, there's no kind of bias or like algorithm controlling that because you are fully controlling the conversation between your page and the user. So absolutely, you can drive traffic much more easily with a bot um, than you could with you know a regular Facebook page post.
0: And even email potentially, right? Because yes. so many of us, um, including Social Media Examiner, we have almost a half a million email subscribers, right. um, swear by email, but <laughs> there's a big but. What's the advantage to bots on that front?
2: Yeah, with email and other platforms. So let me back up actually a little bit and kind of share all the ways that you can drive traffic, Um, because like you said, Facebook pages are a great option um, in terms of using the bot with it. Um, And on top of that, there's a couple different ways. So you can use Facebook, of course, using either Facebook ads, which would be paid or organic through your Facebook posts, but then actually connect the bot to your posts so that when people comment on them and interact with them your bot will actually send them a message. So that's two ways that you can use Facebook. And then outside of that, there are other organic methods like you mentioned, email, right, is a really big one to where you can include a link to your chatbot inside of any email that you want um, and also personalize that so that for each campaign that you run, you know, it's going to be specific to say a lead magnet you're giving away or a new blog article you guys have posted and you can actually deliver that inside of the chatbot and then either lead people to your website, or what I'm finding is even more effective is actually repurposing that blog article into content inside of the chatbot.
0: Interesting. Um, So what I would love, what I would love to zoom in on and take me wherever you want to go with this, because I know we can go a million directions with this. But (laughs) if if our goal is to get traffic to our website, and let's just assume we're going to use bots, um, what can we do Talk to me, you know, about like some of the ideas that we can do to get more traffic to our website, because I know a lot of marketers listening right now, that is one of their core objectives, which is to get Mm -hmm. more
2: traffic to their site. Yeah, absolutely. So before I dive into that, some of the ways that you can just easily implement the bot on your site um, are actually adding slide ins as well as an icon that you can add to your pages so that when people are coming to your site in the first place, you know, before you're driving them there, if they're just already coming then it's very easy to capture them as well on each of the pages of your blog articles as well as your homepage. And you can personalize those messages as well. So that's one way that you can capture that website traffic that's already coming. Okay, Uh, wait, wait. let's
0: let's zoom in on that a little bit. Sure, sure. So when you said slide ins, you mean like some sort of a something that will pop in as they're reading an article that might say, hey, do you want to receive more articles? If so, opt in on Messenger, something along
2: those lines? Exactly. So one of the bot building platforms I mentioned earlier, ManyChat, um and I believe you said you've had the founder on here right on um on well, your he's podcast. Well, he's been
0: at our conference but he hasn't been on er, the show.
2: Okay. Got it. Got it. And so using their platform as well as other ones, but they are really the biggest one right now um, with the most innovative features, they have multiple features on their platform that you can create slide ins with or icons on your site that, like you said, you can say, hey, if you want to get notified next time we drop a blog article or if you want to see more of our blog articles or, you know, whatever you want to drive them towards, um, you can include an opt-in to your bot there And on top of that slide in, there can actually be an icon, um, which I mentioned, but didn't really get into detail with. It looks similar to like a live chat icon. You know, you go on websites and you see like, hey, how can I help you today? Um, Messenger can do the same thing. And what's great about that is the conversation can actually be had on your site. So the person never has to leave your website in order to actually interact with your bot. Um, And it'll look very similar to what they're already used to, which is, you know, like a live chat looking type of window.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the advantage to this is the same advantage we used to have in the olden days with email, right? Which is like you can build your audience on email with very similar philosophies, right? Like you can have forms all over your website, some that pop up that say get on our email list. Essentially you can do the same thing with bots, is what I'm hearing you say. Is that correct?
2: Yes, exactly. You can implement your bot in every part of your site that you want to, you know, when you're giving away a lead magnet and you've got email opt-ins, um, or even when you don't have an email opt-in and just kind of want to test if someone will go to your bot to get, you know, the part two of a piece of content or get a discount code or something, you know, whatever your business is, it's fairly easy to just add, um, this little checkbox that Facebook messenger gives you so that when people are filling out a form, say on your website or are entering their email, then all they have to do is click that checkbox and they are now also on your messenger list.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. So we use drip, other people use convert Kit mm-hmm. or infusion soft or, you know, dot, 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 dot. Um, in order for that one fill out the form submission kind of thing to happen, I would imagine there has to be some sort of integration with the chat bot and the email provider. Is that correct?
2: So not particularly, um, it doesn't need to be a direct integration. Now what does need to happen is that your website just needs to be set up, um, with the platform that you're using. So for example, with many chat, it would white label your site so that any checkbox that you add from their platform will actually go through. Um, but it doesn't need to be connected to your actual email provider um, if that form is on your website and you've created it there. If it is on your email provider, then it's a little bit different. Um, and so it's maybe check kind of scrapes it
0: off the form or something like that. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Essentially?
2: Yes. Yeah. So when you click submit inside of that website form, it will automatically send them in. Now, how it actually works, though, um, because I know it can be a little bit confusing sometimes for people who are starting to implement a bot to their website and their Facebook page, is that Facebook makes it a double opt-in um, in a way, or rather two-step opt-in, not so much double, to where if someone checks that checkbox or comments on your Facebook page post, like we talked about before, then your bot will send them a message, but you as the user actually need to go in and respond to the bot in some way in order to be subscribed to the list. So that way Messenger has made it so that, you know, you can't just blast people's inboxes, but rather they need to somehow interact with you before you message them.
0: Got it. Okay. So let's assume we've got a list, I guess, quote unquote, inside of our bot. Sure. Somehow, some way, right? Um, now, how do how in the world do we get them back to read the articles when future ones come out?
2: So the best way that we've found to do this is, you know how when someone will sign up for your email list, oftentimes you're not asking them what type of content they want to get from you. It's pretty much just like a general blanket. Right. Here's, you know, join our email list. With bots, it's very easy to segment your audience really to like the deepest details to where when someone first starts interacting with your bot, one of the messages that we always include in that conversation is what type of content do you want to continue to receive from us? And then we create this subscription dashboard that they can access inside of the bot so that we can say, do you want to get notified anytime we drop a blog article or do a sale or, you know, do a interview, you know, whatever it is so that people can just subscribe to notifications about what they're really interested in, as opposed to getting all of your content and then ending up subscribing because they don't want to hear about 50% of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, what else do we need to know about how to drive traffic with bots?
2: Yeah, so one of the things actually that I wanted to cover, um, which might take us down a rabbit hole, but I figure it's um, really interesting, especially because it's recent, is Uh, One of the campaigns that we ran a couple weeks ago um, helped us generate $48,000 during a product launch with no paid traffic. So it was all organic. um, And I know that's the theme we're kind of going off of here. So I wanted to share kind of what that looked like um, and how we did that inside of the bot to also drive people to our site and our other channels. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, cool. So, the three assets that we had are email lists, which we've been talking about, um, which most people have, and we used Active Campaign for this. Um, we also have our Facebook group, which I know a lot of businesses are starting to create, and it's fairly easy to create one and start growing it, um, and our chatbot, of course. So those were the only three assets that we used during the campaign. And what we did was run a free five-day boot camp um, right before the launch. So the launch was about 14 days, but right before that, we did a free five-day boot camp where we We were teaching people how to set up their agencies systematically, um, and this was for school of bots. So we had a little bit over 600 people register for this. So it wasn't like a huge list, but everyone was incredibly engaged. And so in order to register, people had to do it through our bot. So it wasn't a typical website form or, you know, like an ad where they saw it and had to sign up um, on there. It was all inside of the bot to where that flow, and actually I can include a link to that um, at the end of this so that people can go through it if they want, mm-hmm. just to kind of see how it worked, was that we said, hey, you know, welcome to the boot camp. And then from there, we had them confirm their email. So if we already had their email, you know it would check that and say, can we send stuff to this email or do you want to update it or can we get it if we don't have it? So that's one of the beauties of you know bots is that you can, conditionally check everything that you are talking to the user about so that you don't repeat yourself or like talk about things that are irrelevant. Um, And so we did that. And then from there we said, if you want to get a free bot template, which was our bonus here um, and we had one that retailed for $97. So we are giving it away for free um, as a freebie if people referred friends to the bootcamp. And this was what allowed us to get a ton of organic free traffic, um, to our Facebook group and to our email list because people started inviting, you know, five to 10 friends, even though we only told them to invite one. So, How did they
0: invite that exactly? What was the process?
2: Yeah. So the process for that was we said, Hey, if you want to invite a friend, you know, click yes or no, right. They click yes. And then we gave him instructions, which was to write a comment on one of the posts that we had created in the Facebook group. And that post was Telling people about the boot camp and showing them how to register. Um, so type on that post, tag the friend that you've invited to the group. And the expectation is that this friend also goes through the bot. And so we're capturing their email as well, um, which we were able to cross reference with their numbers. So we told them comment there, tag your friend, and also write hashtag template, which in our case was what we were giving away when people did that. So wait, wait, let me let me understand.
0: Yeah, let me understand. So you were part of a group. Obviously they had to invite that person to the group or add them to the group, right? And then tag them in the comment. And then the chat bot was watching for that. Is that correct? And they knew who that they knew, they knew that, um, the action of adding the hashtag meant that this individual who put the post out there should get the bonus. Is that what I'm hearing to say?
2: So the bot's not smart enough quite yet to do that. Um, I wish (laughs) I'm sure that'll happen soon. Um, but bots cannot be connected to Facebook groups just yet. So this was something our team went in and checked manually, but, um, for people who would want to copy this strategy, you could absolutely do that with a Facebook page post, and the bot would actually be smart enough to message the people who said that specific phrase.
0: Got it. And the objective there was to get more people in the group, or what was the goal?
2: Yeah, so the goal was to get as many people as we could into the group, um, into the specific boot camp via our bot and our email list. So really, the goal was to grow the three assets that we were involving in the campaign.
0: Cool. All right. Keep going with the story.
2: Yeah. So from there, we had that organic referral incentive um, and about, I think, 60 or 70 percent between their, those people participated in that referral incentive. Um, and one of the important things to keep in mind is that because conversations are so intimate, um, being able to give people the option to say no is important at any given point. So, you know, if you're collecting an email, if someone doesn't want to give an email, then that's okay. Um, And you can give them that option to say no. So same thing with this organic referral incentive, you know, if people didn't want to invite a friend, then no worries, you know, they could just select no. And then they were now signed up for the bootcamp. So from there, we ran the bootcamp, it was five days of Facebook lives, um, as well as like a daily workbook. And from there, we launched um, our program, which I mentioned earlier the Chatbot Agency Accelerator. This was actually our first official product launch. We've had the program in beta and you know we we're kind of doing evergreen sales for it, but we hadn't really pushed it um, until now. And so from there, pretty much we had about half of the sales come in the first 48 hours and then half of them come in towards the end of the launch. But this um, Chatbot funnel that we created for it was really what brought in a lot of the leads for it. And it wasn't a big list at all, right? We got about, I think, 1,500 new Facebook group members and about... 900 new email subscribers so it wasn't a huge campaign but it still generated forty eight thousand dollars because people were so engaged in our conversion rates and the engagement rates were just so much higher than they typically would be for a big list so that's why i wanted to share it just because you can see the power of intimacy um, and how much that increases your engagement and you know how people can feel so intimate with you when you can actually engage with them during like a certain period of time. So these five days, we're engaging with them every single day at multiple touch points. And that resulted in like a pretty big product launch for our first product launch.
0: So I want to get back to the driving traffic with bots stuff. Yes. Um, thank you for going down that trail. Um, Absolutely. So, so earlier we were talking about ways you could grow your bot quote unquote list by putting it up on your website. Yeah. Um, and there may be other ways, but what I want to really get into is how in the world do we get traffic back to our site?
2: Yes. So the couple of entry points that I mentioned earlier, um, I kinda wanna just go down a list of them so that we can sure. you can see how we implement a bot holistically. Cause that's really our goal um, anytime that we create a bot for a client. And so some of the ways that you can just implement your bot into everything that you already have is on your website, like I mentioned, you can add the little icon that will show up with the chat box, you can add slide-ins and pop-ups using ManyChat. And then you can also create these special links that direct people to your chatbot. And so you can actually add these links to your social media sites. So, you know, Instagram, YouTube, Medium, anywhere that your business is, um, as well as in your emails, of course. Um, real, and quick, then, qu- real quick question. What yes. do we do with
0: these links? You know, how do we use them on these social yeah. platforms?
2: Yeah, so these links, depending on where you are, will direct people to your bot and your bot will know because there will be a tracker at the end of the link and your bot will send a specific message based on where they came from. So for example, you know, in your Instagram bio, you could add a link to your chat bot. And then when someone clicks on it, they'll go to messenger and your bot will say, Hey there, you know, welcome from Instagram. Thanks for following us. You know, do you want to get notified when we put out a new post Um, or, you know, whatever offer you're running at the time, but that's typically how it would work.
0: Same thing on your YouTube videos or whatever, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And same thing with email, going back to email, um, because, you know, anytime you're running a campaign, typically you're sending people to your website if you want them to do anything additional other than reply or just read it. Um, But instead, what I would suggest people try is actually either split test it or offer two options in the actual email to say, hey, if you want to sign up for this or if you want to read our latest blog article, you know, click on this link to go to messenger or click this link to go to our website. And that's one of the ways you can use it, um, so that you can slowly onboard your audience to it. Um, because if you don't do that, then people will be a little bit confused. So kind of slowly moving into it when you're using email campaigns in particular is going to be really important.
0: Okay. So we've got all these different ways that we're trying to grow the audience size within messenger what do we do once we have a decent sized list to get them back to wherever we want to send them?
2: Yeah. So once you do that and really you can do it in the first conversation, um, really the goal is just to capture them on the list in some way so that that way you can continue to engage with them. But once you have them on your list, you've had them there for a while or they just joined, then sending them back to your website for a specific reason is going to be important. Um, I've seen a lot of bots do this wrong where, You know, they'll say like, okay and if you want to visit our site, you know, click here. Well, no one's going to click there because they haven't given them, you know, a reason to do that. So this is going to work primarily well with sites that have a lot of content um, or if you're trying to capture leads for a discovery call or something like that. But typically when you have a lot of content, it's fairly easy to do this where as soon as you publish a new blog article or you want to send people through a series of your articles or videos, then you can lead people through them in your bot. So for example, if you wanted to say, hey, here's a, you know, five video series or five blog article series on um, a specific category, right? And you don't have to create it in that way, but say on your site, you wanted to put together all of the chatbot podcasts um, that you've done. So now that would be about seven, right? And so at that point, you can lead people through each of them in your bot to say, Hey, here's the first one, you know, click on here to see it or listen to it. They would click on that link that send them back to your site. And then you can actually implement a delay in the conversation, whether you want it to be a full day or an hour or 30 minutes, you know, however much time you want to give them to say, Hey, what'd you think about it? And engage with them a little bit about it so that you're kind of checking in between the bot and them going to your website and then another delay after that then sharing the next piece in that series or however you want to kind of distribute that content does that make sense so far
0: yes um when you let's say you're regularly like social media examiner publishes 6 days a week you know yeah. um uh when you say hey here's the latest article with the title and maybe a little description and a link. Does the link open up within one of those embedded browsers in Messenger, or does it pop over and open up in the native browser on your phone?
2: It'll typically open up in the embedded browser, um, which is called a web view inside of Messenger. So they won't technically be leaving the app. It won't be disruptive or cause friction in that way.
0: Do you know if when that... I would imagine... It would be as if they were opening it up inside of a browser, right? You can still cookie them
2: yes. in Google yeah. Analytics it and all that kind of stuff, right? the same way um, okay. like that. Yeah, we haven't seen any issues with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, all right, so do you recommend, I mean, is there any automation where, like you could set a rule in place that says if there's a new blog post, just automatically ping people, or do you have to manually do that, or how does that all work?
2: Yes, so you can do that. Um, the easiest way is with RSS feeds or if you wanted to create something in Zapier or Integromat, you know one of those platforms where your trigger would be a new piece of content on your site or on a social. Um, And then from there, you can actually send in Facebook Messenger, it's called broadcasts, so sending one-time messages. You can actually send that out via Integromat or Zapier as your action app. So there's a couple ways to do it, um, and those two are probably the easiest just because it doesn't require any coding or anything crazy. Um, And there's lots of tutorials on how to use RSS feeds with ManyChat and ChatFuel, which are the two big bot building platforms, um, and also just using or creating a Zap or a scenario in Integromat to send and notify people of that.
0: I've never heard of Integromat or whatever. Can you spell that for us? And I'm yes. how is that different than Zapier?
2: Yeah. So actually, it's funny. I was like hardcore Zapier um, over the last few years, but I recently found out about Integromat um, earlier this year, and I really like it. Um, they have different options for the apps that exist on Zapier. And so it's spelled I N T E. Oh, gosh. Why am I? Let's see. Let me write this out so I can <laughs> say it is right it there. inter it's or intro Okay. Yeah. It's I N T E G R O M A T.
0: Functionally, it's similar. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Yeah, exactly. The differences are in the apps that are available, but I don't know their exact number. They've got hundreds though available. So most of the time, as long as they're using a big provider, um, they should be available on there.
0: Um, crazy question when you're messaging someone, obviously they're going to generally get a notification on their phone. Do we want to be careful about time of day and that kind of stuff?
2: Yes. So typically, um, The best way to do it is to, and it also depends what platform you're using, um, because certain platforms allow you to send things at certain times or be wary of their time zone. So I would say a general rule of thumb is to, if you've got something that is time sensitive, like say you're closing your cart or you're doing a live interview at a certain time, then we're not wary about time zone at that point um, because people have opted into that. And so they know that it may be sometimes inconvenient for them. Um, but if it's something that's non-time sensitive, like an evergreen campaign, or or something like we mentioned earlier, you know, doing a series, yeah, yeah, exactly. Then the best option is to be selective with your time zone. This is an attribute that Facebook actually collects for you. So in your chatbot platform, you can see what time zone people are on, or at least what it's set to um, on their Facebook settings. And from there, you can actually program it to send at a specific time, say 9 a.m. But for the user's time zone. So that's the best way to do oh, that's that. Cool. So you can say, mm-hmm. send
0: to all users interested in, let's say, uh, let's say we're coming out. Let's say we publish a bunch of marketing articles and someone is interested. They're said they're only interested in Facebook ads articles, right? So we could say for everyone who's been tagged as interested in Facebook ads, send this out at nine in the morning, their time zone. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Yes, exactly.
0: Fascinating. Okay. Um, what else do we need to know?
2: Yeah, I think going along with that and sending messages, um, I think the most important thing to keep in mind, honestly, just any time you're working with messaging platforms, and of course, Messenger is the first one, but soon it'll be WhatsApp and Line and, you know, Telegram and all these other ones. So I think the most important thing to keep in mind is that this is a really intimate channel where, you know, people like you and me are talking to our friends, our family, you know, coworkers, um, people that we know. And so being a business on this platform you need to be really wary of that and make sure that you don't cross any boundaries or come across as too aggressive or invasive. And a couple of those examples are, you know, not giving people the option to say no. And that's a really simple thing to add, you know, like, Can we get your email? Yes or no? No? Okay, cool. That's totally fine. You know, we're still going to give you content or still give you an option to talk with us. Um, As well as, you know, when you send messages, like you mentioned, time zone and things like that, keeping those things in mind, as well as selling inside of Messenger. Um, And Messenger does have rules around this. So if you're a big company and go against their rules for this, um, then you could potentially get removed from the platform. Most of the time, though, that's not going to happen for small and mid-sized businesses. Um, But that's something that, you know, we could talk about hours for. So I would just urge everyone who's listening to go and do a little bit of research on what types of messages you can send to people and when so that that way your bot continues to be in good standing. um, Quick question.
0: Give us a quick example of something we might not realize that we can't do when it comes to this stuff.
2: Yeah. So going to a product launch example, since I talked about that a little bit, if Someone has not interacted or rather talked to your bot within 24 hours. You only have one more message to send them anything salesy or promotional that would drive people to a sale. I see. If you already use that, or rather, if you use that message, then you can no longer send people any notifications about, hey, you know, our card is closing or here's a discount code for you um, because that still qualifies as promotional.
0: But if we do have if we do have like a blog and we've got new content and it's purely educational, that's not necessarily violating the rules. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Exactly. Yep. As long as you're not driving people to a sale. Um, and again, it's a gray area. So you right. know, Facebook could decide to shut you down for whatever reason, but typically in their you know terms and conditions, that is what they say.
0: Have you or any of your students or clients found that this can be a pretty substantial source of traffic um, and perhaps even better than email if they've traditionally used email for for driving traffic just to, you know, content.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say that this for our clients has become one of their core channels for marketing, you know, content distribution as well as sales. So absolutely, I would say that that this, if you can use it in the right way, you know, and have great conversations with people, um, and do you know follow the rules and everything, this can be almost even more beneficial than, or rather have more ROI on this than email. Because like I mentioned with the example that I shared, you know, we had a small list, but the conversion rate was really high. The engagement rate was really high. And so at the end of the day, what we've realized is it doesn't matter the size of your list so much as it does the people who are actually engaging with you. And with Messenger, you know, it's just unsaturated right now. And people are seeing your messages more than they're seeing your emails. So I would say a big yes to that.
0: Okay, this is kind of crazy. But You know, we get, we get somewhere between like 18 to 21,000 email subscribers a month at social media examiner, which is a very big number. Okay. Um, and I'm struggling with, you know, do I not keep collecting emails and start collecting bot list because all of a sudden, like I could get a lot more traffic to my website. I mean, I, I can't be the first person who's like, said, Well, I got a really good system. I'm not sure I'm gonna <laughs> right, go right. there. It scares the <laughs> heck out of me. I'm very transparent with you. Like what do yeah. you what do you recommend to me? Because I can't be alone. You know, I know not everybody has the kind of list I have, but you know, they've got probably a decent system and it's like, wow, this yeah. is paradigm shifting. What do you say to people like
2: me? Totally. I would say keep growing your email list um, and just add Messenger to a step in your opt-in forms because email's not going away, right? And at the end of the day, um, even though there are 1.3 or a little bit over that now billion people on Messenger every month, not everyone uses it as regularly as they use their email. And so you do want to keep people on as many lists and platforms as you can, because again, something to keep in mind too, is you're building on Facebook messenger, which you don't own, but you do own your email list. And so if you can just combine, you know, as many opt-ins as you can throughout the conversation with your users, that'll be your best bet so that you can grow both at the same time.
0: Do you recommend starting a page just for this purpose? Cause if you're a business and you've got a big page like we do with well over a half a million fans. right? And you might want to use that page for some other purpose down the road. Would it make sense to start a brand new page like social media examiner content, you know, and just have the bot live on that one page? Or would it make sense to have that bot live on social media examiner and then potentially conflict with future possible uses of the bot? What's your thoughts on that?
2: yeah because bots are so dynamic and um, actually one of the misconceptions a lot of people have is that you can only use a bot for one thing for example you can only answer FAQ with a bot and if you want to do anything else and you'd need another bot so that's totally not true um, you can I mean the dy- the bot is such a dynamic tool that you can pretty much do anything you want to inside of one bot so the conflict that you're describing potentially happening you know between creating a bot now with blog article content and then wanting to do something else down the line um, really isn't a problem because you can completely edit all of the content inside of the bot. It's just like an email
0: newsletter. It's just everybody's tagged and then, and then you only send to the certain list. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
2: Yes. So that's something that you can do in the bot as well. Yeah. Like I mentioned, creating that subscription dashboard where you can actually let people subscribe to just the content topics that they're interested in will help you be able to segment that so that if you did run a really big campaign or like had a big use case you wanted to implement, then you've already got all the people who were interested before tagged so that you can either differentiate between what you send them or organize, you know, whatever you want to do with it. It's pretty easy to edit and organize your lists, even if you change your mind about some things.
0: Let's say we go with one of these platforms like ManyChat or Chatfuel and Facebook decides to change the rules. You mentioned that they own, you know, we know that Facebook owns obviously Messenger, but they also own WhatsApp, right? So would we be able to use the same ManyChat, for example, to communicate with people over um, WhatsApp that we had been communicating with over Messenger because maybe they changed the rules on Messenger, but they didn't on WhatsApp? What's your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, that's a great idea or great thought. Um, There's actually no answer for that right now because ManyChat, for example, is just starting to expand to WhatsApp and a couple other platforms. So I'm not sure how they're going to end up playing that out. That would be amazing. Um, But I can see why they wouldn't allow that to happen just because it is a different platform. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, I'm curious to see if they will implement some sort of like discoverability, like for example, right now, what you can do is download your messenger bot subscriber list and enter the emails and the custom audience information that you have into Facebook ads and then run ads just to your list. So I'm curious to see if they'll add something like that to WhatsApp to where if you're using the same platform like ManyChat, you know, why wouldn't you be able to just download your messenger list and then be able to capture those same people on WhatsApp?
0: Yeah. And look, let's be honest. I'm sure it's just going to be a question of when Instagram has their own messages capability, right? Um, So, and you think about the full family of apps that Facebook has, you know, I'm sure it's just going to be a question of what's your preferred messaging platform.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's really what it's going to come down to is what I see. And Messenger is just the start of it, which is why I really urge people to just start a bot or create one, even if you don't know what you want to do with it yet. Because if you can just familiarize yourself a little bit with how messaging um, and marketing come together, then when WhatsApp you know, messaging becomes a lot bigger and Instagram opens up and you can do more with other messaging platforms, you know, then you'll be ahead of the curve because you'll understand how to communicate with people on those platforms already.
0: Well, I could keep talking to you all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But what I want to do is ask you to tell everyone where they can discover more about you and all the great things that you've got going on, because obviously this is just the tip of the iceberg, you know, and I want them to be able to follow you.
2: Absolutely. So the best place to find us is on our site, which is www.schoolofbots.co. Or if you just type School of Bots into Facebook, then we have a group which contains at this point like over 30 hours of free bot content. We do interviews, giveaways, all sorts of stuff in there. Um, so those are the two biggest places that we are active. Um but if you want to connect with me or follow me, then Facebook or LinkedIn are the best places to connect with me.
0: schoolabots.co natasha yes. takahashi. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and insights with us.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I hope you found a lot of value in today's interview. If there's anything we mentioned and you didn't capture it, we take all the notes simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 325. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world.
1: The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner.